0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to Expect a Miracle with Richard Roberts. My very special guest today, Pastor Bob Rogers from Louisville, Kentucky, Evangel World Prayer Center. He and I have been friends forever. We actually met during our college days. His father, my father, were great friends and in ministries together. And Bob and I have continued that tradition through our lives, and I thank God for him. Bob, God bless you, and welcome to the podcast.
1: Thank you very much, Richard, and it's an honor to be with you and as you said, we've not only been friends, we've been lifelong friends yes. and I treasure our friendship.
0: Well, I do as well. I wanna thank God for you and for your wife, Margaret, and for your entire family and for your outreach. Now, you and I will probably never have known each other had it not been for your dad, Wayman Rogers, and my dad, Earl Roberts. You know, my
1: dad loved your father. And I remember we were traveling on vacation and we went through Atlanta, Georgia, and there was the Oral Roberts tent. He said, let's stop right here. And he uh, got off the exit. We went over to the tent. There were thousands of chairs. And he said, let's uh, let's spend the night here and go to this meeting. And then he met your father or your, and, uh, and they became very good friends. And then he invited him to Louisville and the people that were healed and the people that were saved, I, I can count 10 that are in the ministry that were just young preachers. But when they saw the miracles of God, God has used them with miracles. And they've traveled as missionaries and pastors. It's, it's, it's just been a great impact.
0: Well, uh, my father said he would not even dream of coming to Kentucky without teaming up with uh, Pastor Wayman Rogers. And I thank God for him and for his blessed memory. Uh, tell me, Bob, I know in the early days of your ministry, you never dreamed you'd pastor. You were an evangelist, a traveling evangelist. Can you share a little bit about about how that began and and how you wound up coming into the pastorate when you only intended to be an evangelist? Well, Richard,
1: actually, our backgrounds were a little similar in that uh, my dad started churches. And uh, I grew up uh, and I've lived above the church, below the church, in front of the church, (laughs) in the back of the church. (laughs) And uh, I didn't really wanna be a preacher. I wanted to help all those poor preachers and be a wealthy lawyer. But uh, what changed my life was when I came to Oral Roberts University. And I I was planning to go to a secular school, but dad wanted me to go out to Brother Roberts' school. And and
0: that's where you and I met.
1: That's where we met, but it was a a life-changing experience. And the friends I met are, are still my friends today and God got a hold of my life and God called me to preach. So I began pastoring a little church and the way I got to be the pastor, I couldn't find a place to preach and they couldn't find a preacher. So (laughs) we got together and uh, then God called me as an evangelist. And about a year before I became the pastor, my dad talked to me, said, Bob, um, I need to make some plans at the church and anything happens to me. Uh, I want you to pray about taking over as a pastor. And I said, oh, dad, that's not, you're going to live forever. But uh, about a year later, he passed and the church voted me in as the pastor and and I came off the road.
0: Well, uh, that was quite an experience, I know, in, in your dad going home that young. And yet you and your your dear wife Margaret just step right in and you've taken that church now and you've had multiple locations and you've had ministry outreaches throughout Louisville as well as other nations of the earth. Can you share a little bit about a little bit about what's going on in the church and what you've been up to and what you're doing now and what's coming?
1: You know, Richard, when my father passed, I went on a fast and I fasted for 40 days. I, I didn't think you could fast forty days and live, but I did, and God spoke to me and said, I've called you to reach the poor of this city. I said, Lord, I don't want to reach the poor of this city. I've been poor all my life. I'd like to reach some rich people. But God began to deal with me, and I found out, Richard, if you don't care how much people make and money-wise or what color they are, you can sure reach a lot of people. And we began to open a center to feed people. And I remember, Richard, we were open for about three months and the director came to me and he said, uh, Pastor Bob says, we're out of food. I said, well, I'm out of money. He said, well, let's just close it down. I said, no, go down there today and, and give them water in the name of the Lord and feed whatever we have. When he got down to the kitchen that day, there was a man who had killed a deer. He had it all butchered. And he said, I, I uh, had this butcher thought you might might need it. So we mixed it with hamburger helper and that day we fed the people. The next day, God provided again. God tested us. And that was 12 million meals ago. <laughs> we feed 50,000 people every month. And I still don't know where all the money comes from to do the work. But when I begin to do that, God began to really bless us. And you can't feed poor people being poor. And what happened when we began to do that, it began to attract people with money. And one of the first things that began to happen is people came and they began to be blessed. And now we went from one location to over 10 locations. And before the COVID came, we had 38 services every week. So we're in multiple locations and we're growing and starting churches a fact is, this year, we'll start three new churches.
0: Oh, that's absolutely fabulous, Bob. I know that you've had a lifelong love of flying uh, and being your own pilot. Uh, when did you get your first airplane, and what was it? You know, I, I got a, a little Cessna, and
1: uh, I began flying, and it's been about 35 years ago, and I couldn't get anybody to fly with me, <laughs> but... Uh, <laughs> I, you know, after a while, you you start uh, you get better and better and better, and uh, now I've I've got about 3,500 hours, and I've had probably about 15 airplanes. And now you
0: got a plane right now?
1: I've got a brand new airplane, and I'm. I'm really proud of it, and I want to come out and see you
0: Well, I wish you would, and I wish you'd bring your golf clubs. You know, Bob and I have been golfing buddies for a long, long time, and sometimes he wins and sometimes I win. Of course, I win a little bit more, at least I think, but I think he thinks he wins a little bit more. Our last golf match was interrupted by a thunderstorm, and he accused me of bringing the thunderstorm in (laughs) because I was behind. Oh, that's another story. Uh, Bob, share a little bit about the, the vision that you have for the future and what you see happening in America and how your role as a minister and as a pastor fits into that.
1: You know, Richard, this year has been uh, an unusual year. Of course, people have had the COVID and uh, we shut down. And when I did, I begin to see things at the Walmart. I begin to see people were going to different places. And so we begin to I take uh, extra care and we opened our church back up. And when we did, there was such a hunger of people, our church began to grow. And when 20% of the churches uh, may never open, this has been our greatest year financially, numerically, salvations in every way. And I really believe that there is a great revival coming and not just a revival but a signs and wonders and miracle revival. Just uh, a few weeks ago, and I say a few, two weeks ago, a man who was 99% blind in one eye and 75% blind in the other, his eye came open. There was a lady who'd been in pain for 15 years. She was healed. And then people just begin to pray, and as they began to pray, there became great miracles that would begin to happen. And I believe that that's exactly what's going to take place because we are in a time when it's it's really the judgment of God has come upon our nation for the abortions, for the evil, for the wickedness. And as it grows darker, Richard, I believe the church is gonna grow brighter and more powerful than ever before. And I have felt like God is selecting different individuals with extreme anointings. And I felt like God spoke to me that you're one of those. Mm. And God is going to use you in greater miracles, greater healings, and even in a greater dimension that God used your father. And your dad, your dad, I know is very proud of you, but the anointing he had, the uh, the greatest gift that you ever received was that anointing that was on your dad. And it's going to increase in these days ahead i believe the next four years are going to be miracle years
0: praise god bob there's so many things that are going on right now and we see what's happening in the world and to see uh, how your church and the, and many other churches are giving the same testimony to me of how when it looked like there was no way they could have services, how they went ahead and began having services and how they have grown and they're seeing miracles. I was just recently in Cedar Rapids, Iowa, ministering, and they gave the same testimony that you just gave to me. Remarkable healings and miracles and numbers growing and their finances going up even in the midst of this COVID. And God is making a way where in many cases there seems to be no way Now, one of the things that you have championed for as long as I have known you is fasting. You mentioned that a moment ago. You mentioned a 40-day fast that you went on early on in your ministry. Are you still fasting from time to time? And if so, tell me why.
1: Well, Richard, uh, not only did we fast 21 days at the beginning of the year, which I do every beginning of the year, but I take two days a week to fast. And during that time, it's, it's like God shows you things that are to come. And it, there is, it keeps an edge upon you. And I really have felt like God is speaking to families to fast. And if a family will begin to fast and they'll say, for instance, Mondays is their fast day, then it's every Monday. And then their kids get scattered. One son lives in California, another in Florida, another in Texas. But on that Monday... They all come together, and even if they cannot fast for a whole day, they can fast at least to the evening meal, and the first thing that begins to happen, poverty is broken off that family. That family is blessed. Poverty came when man ate. That was the first manifestation of sin. It wasn't sickness. Adam lived another 930 years, but poverty came immediately. And poverty is broken. Lack is broken when people fast and pray. And during this time, this COVID, uh, people have to realize God's plan is for you to survive and to thrive. Mm -hmm. And as our people, we have fast days in our church. It's every Monday and every Thursday, Monday, because people are discouraged, more people resign from their jobs, more pastors resign from the ministry on Monday. And then on Thursday was actually the day when the 4th of July came and they signed the Declaration of Independence. It was on a Thursday. So we fast for ourselves and we fast for our nation that God will begin to do something mightily. And I'm here to tell you, if you'll begin to take those days of fasting, God will begin to restore to you everything that the devil has lost. Over half of our people in our church on a Sunday, you raise, I have them raise their hands, have had the best year you've ever had this year and the hands go up. And I believe a part of that is is—is not just giving, not just praying, but fasting. It's all three of those disciplines.
0: And uh, friends, if you go online uh, to Pastor Bob's uh, website and the church website, you can get information about his books on fasting and he's written about it. And I believe it'll be a tremendous blessing. Bob, let me ask you one more question. What do you wish you knew then that you know now? What, uh, what lessons have you learned from what you did all those years ago that you, you you'd do now in the beginning if you'd only known then what you know now?
1: Well, there's two things, Richard. One is you've got to love everybody. You've got to make peace with everybody and people the greatest and most powerful thing that a believer has is to love people i really know that and the second thing is this without christ we can do nothing my failures in my ministry have been prayer failures it's been when i haven't put god first when i haven't prayed and if i had anything i could redo i'd pray more I have made it a practice uh, in, uh, this for over 40 years. I've never missed a day reading the Bible, but I wish that I would have prayed over an hour a day. And there's been days I haven't done it, been days I've done more, but prayer is where the, the people of God receive their power, their direction. And one of the things that people must understand if you'll take the same time every day to pray, then if you'll just show up, God'll show up. I mean, that's how some people do it at work. They just show up, they don't work. But if you will show up at a specific time, God will begin to meet you. The greatest miracles, Richard, that happen in the Bible happen at nine o'clock in the morning and at three o'clock in the afternoon. That's because those were the times of morning prayer and evening prayer. When Elijah called fire from heaven, it was at three o'clock in the afternoon. The day of Pentecost happened at nine o'clock in the morning. When uh, in the Bible, um, the revelation came to preach to the Gentiles, it happened at three o'clock in the afternoon. So those were times people prayed. And if you'll take a time and you'll pray every day, God will direct you, God will save your family And I believe this year, during the time of shutdowns, it can be your greatest year.
0: You said two important things, which I want to comment on personally back to you and to thank you. Because uh, as I said earlier, uh, Pastor Bob and I have been friends uh, since our college days. And uh, when I was going through a major trial in my life, some 12 or 13 years ago, and I had a difficult time loving some people who were coming against me, it was Bob Rogers who called me and said, Richard, you've got to forgive them and you've got to let them go. Bob, that was so powerful in my life. My wife says that unforgiveness is like drinking poison and expecting the other person to die. And I credit you with calling me back those many years ago and helping me to release those people who were doing and had done to me what they had done. And the second thing is concerning prayer. You are so right in the daily prayer. Uh, My wife recently prophesied over me and told me that if I would pray in tongues more often than I am, and I, I pray in tongues every day, but if I'll pray in tongues more and more and interpret back the way the Apostle Paul talks about in 1 Corinthians 14, that I would begin to see more and more miracles and have more anointing on my preaching. And since I've been doing it, it's happened exactly the way she has said. So I want to affirm what you just said about loving people. It's not about whether or not uh, whether or not you think they're worthy. God knows that they're worthy. And also prayer. Prayer is the key that unlocks the throne of God's mercy. And I thank God for that. I tell people all the time, much prayer, much power, little prayer, little power, no prayer, no power. And I certainly saw that where I've just come from. And I want to thank you. And thank your dear wife, Margaret, and all of your family. I love coming and being up with you in Louisville. Looking forward to that again sometime in the future. And I look forward to you coming down to Tulsa. Now, be sure and bring your golf clubs, okay? (laughs) I'm going to anoint them and pray over them before I do. (laughs) Well, just remember, faith without works, a good backswing is dead.
1: <laughs> <laughs> i remember Bob, that. Thanks, Pastor Richard. Bob,
0: thank you so much for being with me today. Join me again next week on Expect a Miracle with Richard Roberts with another outstanding guest. God bless you. God bless you, Bob, and God bless everybody.
1: Thank you for listening to this Expect a Miracle podcast with Dr. Bob Rogers. We are offering a free PDF download of the Lord's Prayer Teaching with Richard and Lindsay, in it, they offer insight to encourage you in your prayer relationship with God. Just go to oralroberts.com bookstore to download your free PDF copy. And if you need prayer, call 918-495-7777 or go to oralroberts.com prayer.